Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. I'm Gina Guzman, your host for Law Talk with the Flock, CEO, lawyer, and business owner, here to help navigate you and your way through the law, your business, and life as a leader. And I am super excited to have with me here today a guest on the podcast. I have with me CPA Jeremy Vogt, and he comes from Omaha, Nebraska, and he is one of the managing or the managing partner of Bland CPAs in Omaha. Welcome, Jeremy. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you on as my guest and talk a little bit about everything that's been going on and all these changes that we have in uh, COVID-19. And I I see you're working from home, so way to go on social distancing. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, I've got kicked off my kitchen table to the basement yesterday. So between myself and three kids trying to work at home, yeah, I get the whatever's left, I guess, of the house. (laughs) Well, it looks like you have a door behind you, so that's a start. I'm sitting behind, actually, I'm sitting behind the bar, so I thought I better change it around and not sit in front of the bar, so. Well, you know, maybe we'll end the podcast and you can give me a toast of some sort. Perfect, perfect. (laughs) That sounds good. And you have a finished basement, so I've had a lot of phone calls with people in their unfinished basement, too. Yeah, Yeah. anywhere to find a spot. Exactly, exactly. So lots of changes and definitely in your world as well. And I know you help a lot of business owners and at your company. Maybe we could just start by giving everybody an overview of Bland. Yep. So Bland, um, we are a CPA firm in Omaha, Nebraska. We're about 90 people. Um, Really, we're almost two distinct type of divisions within our firm right now. Uh, One division of our firm is we do government contracting with the centers for Uh, Medicare and Medicaid services, so CMS. We do a lot of Medicare auditing, fraud, waste, abuse, auditing, monitoring, and oversight, and new payment models for CMS. It's kind of separate uh, from maybe what I call the local business, the local CPA firm, as you would know it. Uh, Within the local CPA firm being in Omaha, a wide range of industries, construction, real estate, um, services, technology, nonprofits. Uh, Being in Omaha, you got a little bit of everything, not really one industry, so we get to see a little bit of everything here in Omaha. So serving all different types of clientele from startups, to billion dollar companies and everything in between. So really our specialty is probably that closely held family owned business here in the, in the Nebraska area. And you're one of the leaders, if not the leader of the firm, is that correct? Yep, I'm the managing partner of the firm, correct. So I've been What an interesting time. For, oh, very interesting time. I'm doing nothing right now that I went to school for. Uh, between <laughs> planning between the, you know, closing the office because of the pandemic and now planning to reopen the office because of the pandemic. So. It'll be really nice for us, obviously, obviously, all of us to get this behind us at some point. But um, our, our team's been great. Uh, they've been resilient through all this, no different than a lot of the people you know, too, and a lot of same probably employees you have, too, being here in the Midwest are very resilient with all of this. So. Absolutely. Well, that's great. And I agree with you. I've had a lot of people tell me, I, I, but as managing partner of a law firm, you never thought you'd be uh, dealing with a global pandemic. I'm like, nope, but nobody did nope. it. <laughs> no, nobody nope. else did either. So we're all just doing the best that we can, aren't we? <laughs> yep. Learn on the fly. Take it day by day. So let's talk a little bit about what kind of issues are you seeing with those business owner clients and, and what are some of the concerns that you're hearing about out there? I mean, obviously, I mean, besides the pandemic to the side, the number one issue is 
all centers around the PPP loans. Um, yes. That's all we've been focused on for the last, what's it been now, seven or eight weeks now. Um, really, it's almost come into phases as you would know in your world too. I mean, first it was, it comes out on a Friday night or Saturday morning. It was understanding the law, the act, what's out there, seeing the PPP loan and understanding the calculation of the loan. And then all the different variations on everyone's interpretation of the calculation of the loan and then applying for the loan and banks going about it. Again, they had very little guidance, so they had to try to get up and running on that and how to apply for it. And now it's all about how do we spend it and get it forgiven appropriately. And as you see in the news, that's changing by the day via Twitter and newscast right now. Um, you got Secretary Munchen, you know, saying different things that are not in the law right now that are they going to be in the law? How are they going to interpret all that? So kind of a little bit of chaos within this program right now. So, so that's what a lot of the time we're spending on right now. You bet. Well, the PPP is such a huge thing for business. And I know the, uh, right after the CARES Act came out, there was all this conflicting information. So that you said it came out on that Thursday, Friday. And I was like, that's how I spent my weekend reading those yeah. 1200 pages and dissecting it myself. I'm like, I can't rely on these other summaries. They're, they're confusing. They're saying different stuff. I just had to dive in. But now it's tricky because they're doing after the fact interpretations yeah. and if they don't necessarily drive with what the law has to say, and it, it can be really frustrating. Exactly. Very frustrating. And then, of course, your client hears something, right? I mean, oh, I was told this, or I hear this, or you see this on the news. And and I saw the SBA, I can't remember which field office or which region, tweeted out the other day that on the loan forgiveness piece, any calculator you see out there is pure speculation. Um, they have not even given guidance on what that may look like, even though it's pretty broad and general and quote-unquote easy to calculate according to law right now, but it's also difficult because it's so broad. So they haven't even given any guidance on how to forgive it, you know, technically yet with the calculator. I was just on the FAQ site here before our call and it's still not out there. And I've got clients that are almost six and a half weeks or five and a half weeks into having their loan. So right. you know, what do you do here? So that's that's the biggest issue we're facing right now is how to spend it appropriately uh, for forgiveness. And when people are trying to make business decisions and they're kind of doing it in a vacuum where they don't have clear guidance. And then after the fact, I know one of the things that came out that I saw recently was uh, the IRS is now going to disallow the expenses that people pay with the PPP money, which essentially almost has the same effect as taxing the loan forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, it, it somewhat makes sense. I mean, if you're not going to tax the loan, why are you going to let someone kind of quote unquote double dip and then, you know, deduct those expenses? I guess I can understand that, but yeah, that was new clarification that again, they just missed it when they passed it. Right. So what else is going to come out obviously over the next six months here before year end too. I, I'm one of those people crossing my fingers that they uh, reverse that decision. Right. I know that Senator Grassley has some legislation pending. I'm like, for yeah. the first time, I'm like, go pass that because I think it'll make a huge difference on, you know, what people are able to do if they, they tax it or not at the end of the year. So yeah, I um, think so too. I think so too. I think there'll be enough pressure on that potentially as well. But again, that's just another thing that's, there's a lot of uncertainty around it. And as people are trying to make sure that they're doing the best that they can, um, as far as tracking their expenses and different things like that, I know some folks have set up separate uh, bank accounts for their PPP money and, and what they're spending out of that. And are you seeing different things like that as well? Yeah, I had some clients that, you know, obviously it says, some of the guidance says, hey, wouldn't it be nice if you set up a separate bank account? But you don't necessarily need that. I mean, everyone's GL and accounting software can track the expenses. At the end of the day, you have what five buckets of expenses you can spend this in right now. So you can easily track that, you know, some of the biggest things out there in terms of how you track it though, is, you know, it says payments. I mean, is it accrued payment? I mean, can you accrue things and expenses? 
Do you have to make a payroll on the 60th day to make sure you maximize? Do you have to pay your rent on that 60th day to make sure you maximize? Again, things that just aren't quite clear yet that people only have, some of my clients only have like two and a half weeks to make this decision. And it's right. kind of crazy. So. And some of us like, can you make catch-up payments too? I've had that right. question. And, right. and that's not clear either, I don't think, is it? Or prepay or prepay. You know, if I've got 25% that I can spend on rent and utilities, why, why would I not prepay rent if, if I have to, to maximize that 25% or push up a payroll or whatever it may be? I mean, there's just, there's ways to quote unquote, take advantage of it that now they're kind of seeing that they really don't want people to take advantage of that. Right. I mean, that's kind of what they're saying. So <laughs> it's back and forth. Well, then if, if people got over $2 million, wasn't it something they're going to for sure audit those folks somehow? Again, that's on a tweet. I mean, it's not, it's not in the law, it's not in the regulation, <laughs> it's on the tweet. Uh, so again, yeah, what's that mean? So then you put, put, the, put the fear of God into somebody that they might be audited because they had this. Okay, well, technically, if you use the funds right, it's not a big deal, but you're going to have someone come, mm-hmm. come snooping at your funds here in the next year, two years, whenever they can even do that. I mean, and how they're going to do that, we don't know either. Because right now it's right. not the bank. I mean, right, the SBA said, bank, you're held harmless. We're not going to mess with you. At least right now, it's going to be on the SBA. So what are they going to do? Just don't know yet. Just a lot of unknowns still. It's certainly a crazy time as, as far as all these different things go. And and other other than the PPP, are other issues that uh, business owners are coming to, coming to you about? I know a lot of them, too, haven't even filed their 2019 taxes, right? Because that yeah. extension until July, and they're waiting to figure out what do they need to do for their estimates because the estimates aren't due yet either. So there's there's one thing around that, that 2019 return that I kind of jotted down here today, too, for that um, is along with the CARES Act, they clarified a tax law with qualified improvement property. What that means is some of that 39-year property that you would depreciate over 39 years, they changed it because there was a loophole in there. So it'd be 15 years. Um, So obviously a quicker depreciation right there. And they're going to allow you to go back and do bonus and that quicker depreciation for 2018 and 2019. So now all of a sudden you have companies that maybe have filed the return for 2019 and 2018, obviously have to go back and amend those two returns, take advantage of that to then if it's a flow through, okay, then I've got to amend your personal return um, to get that potential refund back or those taxes back or maybe that credit for the next year. Or so we're going to start to see a lot of that right now because you have until September 30th to do all that. So to take mm-hmm. advantage of for 18, 19, and then 20, potentially have some clients that maybe didn't file yet, these real estate partnerships that might have three years of returns to do right now to take advantage of that and not let alone go back and refile and amend all the personal returns for that depreciation deduction. That, that, ends, that, that ends up being real money Granted, you may not see that. If you say you do it on September 30th, you may not get those refunds for what, January? I mean, just depends how backlogged the IRS is to get that. Interesting. So how has this affected you and what was traditionally known as your busy season? So we got through, I was curious about because we, we shut down the office about the middle, middle of March, right? I mean, in the heat of it. And looking at least numbers wise, in terms of returns wise and revenue wise, everyone stayed pretty busy at that point. But we kind of kicked the can on this whole amending these returns right now as well. So now the team is going to be very busy because we do a lot of real estate work in terms of and even other clients that maybe just own their own building going back and maybe amending some of those returns right now as well. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to be plenty busy now until July 15th, which is somewhat odd for a CPA firm for those tax people to stay. All the tax people stay that busy for that long of time. So they will be they'll be in for it. Their tax season is not quite over yet. So. That'd the golf team might suffer a little bit. Yeah, right. I'm sure they'll figure <laughs> out a way. I mean, as with everybody, I mean, everyone's golfing and working at different times right now and doing activities at different times. So 
everyone's workday is changing for sure. Lots of changes. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, for joining me this afternoon and being on Law Talk with the Flock and providing your insight and your wisdom. I really appreciate you being a guest and I want to thank everybody for listening and go ahead and go make it worth it and stay safe. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at GoosemanLaw.com.